0: Welcome to Kaseya Center for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Yeah, NBA Strayer. How are you going? Hang on. I hope you're alright. I trust that you are. This is NBA Strayer and I am. Strayer, there you go. I can actually use my words. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website. It's called Codebet. Go check that out, codebet.com.au. Uh, you might have also seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA or in the paper, all the way around this wide brown land of ours. Uh, yeah, just not in WA. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. In a very toasty warm, Larry Armour Studios hanging out, giving you the all, all the ins and outs of the NBA Finals, 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 while repping Australia a bit. Uh, today's show, just a Finals Game 3 wrap, as the Nuggets absolutely womperated the Miami Heat. Jeez, that was a good game. If you're a Nuggets fan, or if you'd bet on the Nuggets, uh, we're also going to talk about Jamarant, Zion, some CP3 after yesterday's. Hang on, they're going to wave him? What is going on, bro? Uh, it's going to be pretty f- fun. So let's get into it. Uh, we've got That's on the Knife Old Mate, Nomad, spot of the Night, Bet Alonzo Ball. We've got Yeah, Nazi, bringing Pinning the Day, and Outback Takeouts. And we'll also preview and pick Game 4. Of the NBA Finals because I won't have time for a show tomorrow, so we'll do a wrap show on Saturday, but no show tomorrow. So your preview is going to be in this one, you little beauty. Ah, uh, so let's get into it. Episode nine forty seven of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shock attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the Joker attack if you're the Miami Heat, or you better watch out for the I told you so attack from your mate Jim. Called it. The under, the nugs at the line. Look. Before we get into the game wrap and everything, it was literally just like a couple of days of just going, Miami might win this. It's like, dude, they won one quarter where they didn't miss. Pump the brakes. (laughs) That's what happened today. The the Joker and co. just went, "Eh, it's very cute that you'll win the game too. Nah, no matter here. And my favorite thing was how the Joker brothers, the Jokic brothers, were in the the, uh, crowd today trying to fight every Heat fan. That is just... Awesome. Anyway, let's get into today's show, the way we start every show here at MBS, with the daily. Oh, was that a whip crack, Jim? Yes, it was. Oh, is that the daily whip round, man? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, some news. Uh, good to see Spo. He apologized to Ramona Shelburne. Uh, she said that they talked after the game. He watched the clip back and texted her saying, sorry, I didn't know why he said that. Use your eyes. I don't know. He was just a bit pissy, going, oh, it's just, to the untrained eye, yeah, maybe if you're a fucking moron, you think that we turned him into a scorer, you'd have to be a fucking idiot to think that, <laughs> thanks, Spark. <laughs> anyway, uh, pretty crazy, Um, and one little bit before we get into this Chris Paul stuff as well, Uh jamarrant I am absolutely loving this story, because his mates are like, nah, 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 man, it was a toy. It was a toy gun. What are you talking about? I 100% 100 respect the shit out of this because your mates have got to have your back in this regard, right? They've got to be like, nah, look, this is our fucking meal ticket. What (laughs) do you think pays my bills? Uh, Nah, it was my gun. I mean, it was a toy. It was my toy gun. That should be all of his mates' responses. Like, none of you fucking morons are going to be making, like, you know, what? Over the course of his career, over half a billion dollars. (laughs) Only Jar will do that. So all you dumb motherfuckers around Jar are going to be like, where's the nearest sword that I can fall on for my mate Jar? That was my gun, sir. And also, it's a toy. I really like toy guns. I lent it to him that day, and he was fucking waving around like a mad dog. It was really funny. Yeah, it was mine. What are you doing? If you're Jar's mate and you're not doing that, you're shit. Absolute shit bloke territories. Uh, I also liked a bit of Adam Silver coming out and uh, doing his usual Adam Silver. I get a little nervous when people talk about sending a message. Sometimes it implies that you may not be fair to that individual player, but we want to portray a positive image in terms of how players are in this league. Oh, yeah, they're going to fucking suspend him lots of games. (laughs) Zion, I love this story. What is going on with this draft class? Zion, J- it's chaos. Uh, Zion got called out by a porn star. I have no idea what her name was. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, he got called out for sticking by his pregnant girlfriend? I mean, in terms of things that you're going to get called out by a porn star for, for, I mean, that's certainly one of them. Uh, I let you spit in my mouth last week when we fucked. You could have told me that you had another whore pregnant. How was that going to work, moving us both to New Orleans? You think I would have found out? Look, no one ever accused porn stars of having great grammar or sentence structure. Uh, I don't know, using punctuation, tenses. (laughs) But they do paint a picture. (laughs) They very much do. (laughs) Ah, oh, just imagine Zion explaining that one. Just the missus coming home. It's like, you know, you're coming home from the gender reveal party. And she's like, uh, what's his tweet? And he's like, what tweet? she would be like, uh, the one about spitting in her mouth. And Zion's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what porn star? <laughs> it must be the other Zion. Yeah, that one. Jeez, rough scenes. Uh, anyway little bit of other news before we do the game wrap. Chris Paul. So we mentioned yesterday, uh, Chris Haynes of uh, Bleacher Report tweeted out, oh, they're waving Chris Paul. Their sons, they're waving him. They also tried to train him. Ah! And everyone's like, yo, Chris Haynes. We understand that you're like a mouthpiece for various factions around the NBA. Not so much a journalist per se as like a PR person. A lot of the time, very similar to Shams, very similar to Woj. But just, you're a PR person. Like, let's just all be honest. Uh, And then, Shams and Woj came out and went, "Uh, Yeah, they're not waving him. Pump your brakes there, old Chrissy boy, me lad. Uh, The Suns and Chris Paul are exploring multiple options, including a trade, stretching his contract, or waving and re-signing him in free agency, they are expected to discuss trades ahead of Paul's June 28 contract date. That was Shams. Woj, Phoenix plans to explore trade opportunities, including Paul and DeAndre Ayton, that could alter the franchise's roster landscape and ahead of a final decision on Paul's partially guaranteed contract, sources said. AKA, sit the fuck down, Chris. <laughs> Uh John Gambadoro, the Chris Haynes report is false. Sons were having discussions about Chris Paul's future, but have not made a decision as of this time. All that good stuff. Uh, there was also, you know, just that simple idea of like, yeah, why would they do it? Well, they've already got 129 mil committed to uh KD Booker Ayton and Chris Paul's buyout if they were to do that, right? So It'd give them a little bit of financial relief, but it would also mean that they could have their mid-level taxpayer exception uh, back uh, if they waived him and re-signed him. I'm still not convinced that's legal. <laughs> uh, but he does have a pretty big buyout, so it's kind of like, yeah, 15 mil buyout, here's your 3 mil veteran min, so... I mean, you're only costing yourself 10 mil, but really, uh, here's a bit of ownership stake just on the back end. Matt Ishbia, definitely not going to be bending any rules there. Um, but there you go. They'd waive Chris Paul. They'd get their tax player, taxpayer mid-level exception or the full mid-level exception if they stretched CP3's uh, salary all across it. They could also bring back CP3 if they waived him. So pretty weird, pretty fun, pretty bizarre, very strange. Uh could he go to the Lakers? Finally go team up with LeBron James. Uh, could he finally make it to New York? Back up Jalen Brunson, question mark. <laughs> go to Dallas, hang out with Luke Noljic. Don't know, but it's going to be fascinating. Milwaukee. Uh, I reckon they could use one, a point guard. And uh, Dame Lillard was asked a bit of a hypothetical. It's like, where would you go? What would you like to do if you were hypothetically traded? He's like, oh, Miami. Because Bam's my man, man. I fucking love Bam, bro. And you're like, okay. That's cool. Sure. Uh, CJ McCollum reckons we've seen the last of Dame in Portland. And I've been fucking yelling this for, I don't know, what, ever since they got the number three pick, basically. Trade Dame. Draft scoot. Rebuild. Simons. Scoot. Shade and Sharp. Off you go. What are you, what are you keeping Dame? Like I love the idea of Dame staying in Portland for the rest of his career, but you're not helping him, and you're not helping yourselves. By that way, right? Let's get into the uh, game wrap, shall we? Game wrap, 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 game wrap. Game wrap. That's right. The game wrap from Game Three of the NBA Finals today. Your Denver Nuggets win one hundred nine, uh, one hundred 94 It's a big fifteen point win, uh, led of course by triple doubles for both Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. 32, 21, and 10 for Joker. Jesus. 34, 10, and 10 for Jam and Jamal Murray. Christian Brown. Christian Brown. Christian Brown. He was awesome. This was the Christian Brown game for me. God, he was good. Butts was better, but also the shots weren't really dropping and he wasn't doing too much else. 22, 17, and 3 for Bam. The three point shooting just went disappeared. For the old heaters. Uh, so, weird game, fun game. Uh, 60 points in the paint, I believe, for the Nuggets. That's a lot. That is a lot, considering they shot 5 of 18 from downtown. Uh, so, less than a quarter of their shots are actually from 3 in this game, which is pretty good, I guess, if you're bigger than the other team. <laughs> and uh, I'll get to that in a second. So, look... Oh, to break down the game quickly, back and forth first quarter. Nuggets in zero flow, it felt like, very early. Joke was still out there scoring. Jamal was looking good from the get-go as well, but no one else is doing shit. And a lot of that sort of continued, right? They get the punch from uh, Brown. They get a little bit from Aaron Air Gordon. And that's just about it. Like, Alhefe Green had that nice sort of drive um, in, what, the third quarter, I want to say. Uh, Bruce Brown was handy, hit 1-3, but... I don't know. He still only had the five. He had three blocks, did Bruce. But uh, That sort of kept on going, right? The Heat and Butts were looking really good. I think Butts had 10 points in the first quarter. Bam. Came out firing as well. Vincent hit a shot. Got another dumb foul and a three, thanks to Bruce Brown. Uh, Joke was looking frustrated towards the end of the first quarter. He's like, fuck you. You're going to put the bank teller, Cody Zeller, on me? This uh, little man, he plays... uh, He's not French, Jim. Uh, (laughs) Yes, he's a bank teller-looking man. Yes, uh, Cody Zeller. Eh, maybe i got the work and the Joker just kept sort of fucking it up. It was kind of weird, but either way, 24, 24 after the first quarter. And then it just sort of felt like it clicked into place a little bit more with Denver in that second quarter, right? They were moving the ball, they were getting it inside. And as soon as they started doing that, you're like, aha, cheat code, we've unlocked it. That's right. We're about a fucking foot taller than everybody else on this floor right now. Maybe we should give it to the dudes in the middle. Uh, there's a moment there, it's like 29-29. And I think at this point, they still had zero free throws and only taken. I think they'd only hit 1-3, the Nugs. And then Caleb Martin just takes over. He has eight straight points. He only scores, I mean, for the entire game. He ends up with 10. So he goes absolutely hammer and tongs. He hits two threes and he has a layup. Miami are up 37-33 at that point. And you go, jeez, here we go. It's the Miami up Bank. Jamal Murray answers with a massive three. Then another one later after a the BAM SLAM, says uh, our man Mike Breen. Struce hits a three as well. But Murray was the only bloke keeping them in at that point. He had 18 points at that point uh, when he hits another three. Answers a butler bucket. He's up to 20 in the first half Is Murray. And just absolutely unreal. My big problem with this was Michael Porter Jr. couldn't buy a bucket, and KCP was looking pretty scared as well. You can't have those two three-point shooters just, like, afraid to pull the fucking trigger, unlike Ja Morant. But Joker scammed some free throws at the end. He had 14 at the half, and it was kind of this weird moment of, like, holy shit, Miami only shooting 39% at the half, but they've only got one turnover. That's sort of how they stayed in it. 13-10 and 10 for Bam at that point, 14 for Jimmy, uh, 20 for Jamal, 14 for the Joker. Denver only led by five, but they outscored them 29-24 in that second quarter, and you're like, ah, the whirring death machine is just sort of warming up. And then it sort of uh, kicked into gear a little bit more, didn't it, at the start of the third. So as opposed to game two, when they came out of both the third and fourth quarter breaks uh, just to sleep at the wheel, seemingly, the Nugs. They started off really well. like Even like KCP and Michael Porter Jr. both missed shots to start the third. You're like, oh, God. I mean, especially if you'd bet on them. Uh, Cough was me. Um, But Denver were grinding. They got up 57-48, and then they sort of just went bucket, four, bucket, putting in that extra little bit of defensive effort, and it was like 67-57. And Denver were just making Miami work that little bit harder than Denver had to work for their buckets. So, at the third start of the third quarter, though, like that, the key aspect of it was literally they just didn't. Miami just didn't score, <laughs> like until I think it was like three minutes basically into the into the third quarter, and you're like, oh, okay, so now you're going to score. And then the same thing happened. Like it was 67-57. Miami didn't score again. For like another couple of minutes, and it's like those droughts will absolutely back break you back. Like, I think Denver got up 13, right? It was like the Aaron Air Gordon just in the paint, just getting up another one. It's like 70 57. Butts comes out and hits a three, and you're like, aha, here we go. Miami have clicked it back into gear. There's four and a half minutes ago go in this third quarter, they're not down 13 anymore, they're down 10. Oh, bang! Joker answered their three, the Butler three. With a three of his own where you're like, oh, that was just fucking stupid. What a shot. And boom, they're back up 13. And they sort of never really sweated it out for the rest of that quarter because Christian Brown hits like a couple of layups, just sort of cruising through. KCP hits like a jumper. And like the Brown layup, I think that put them up 17 with about a minute to go in the third quarter was just immense. He has another dunk after that. They're up 15. Duncan Robinson hits a three. You're like, thank God for that. Miami just like, dude, we're down 17. What is happening? Oh, my God, we're down 19. Jesus. And then you get that three-pointer from Duncan. I'd like to ever be with Duncan Robinson. And that 5-0 run right at the end of the third quarter, Miami needed that absolutely horribly desperately. And they were still down 14. It was 82-68, I reckon, going into the fourth quarter. And you're like, ah, uh, that's uh, not ideal. And then, start of the fourth quarter, like, Nuggets just go into grind mode once again. But, you know, bam. Sort of has a couple of moments where he's like, I'm going to hit some free throws. But they just played them to a standstill. Joker was just sort of in the paint, causing havoc. Lowry's like, I'll try to get involved. And Christian Brown goes, that's sweet. Christian Brown takeover again. Bang! Off he goes. They're back up 18 they're up 21 with eight and a half minutes to go. 93 72. And it's basically just, all right, we'll just put it into cruise control from here, boys. And that's pretty much what happened. Like, they didn't score for a little bit there. Like, I think Big Budokar Larry hit a three straight after. And uh, so it's, what, 18 or something. And, you know, they don't score for a little bit. Bam sort of starts getting going a little bit. Gabe okay, Vincent hits a shot. Kyle Lowry hits a shot. It's a 14-point game. Four and a half minutes left. Joker's still out there. Jam Jamal Murray's still out there. It's a 15-point game. Three minutes left. 17-point game after Jam Jamal Murray hits the dagger shot, you think, in the paint. And then Butts get a sh- butts get some free throws. Bam gets some free throws. Duncan Robinson hits a three. And it's a 10-point game with a minute 30 to go. But Spoward kind of pulled his starters, and he's like, oh, geez, oh, everyone might be jump And then Duncan Robinson hits a three. It's a minute 22. It's a nine-point game. They're in this. And then they weren't. They ran away with it after that. So uh, KCP gets fouled, hits his free throws. Jam Jamal Murray hits his free throws, and Denver sort of just cruised to the end. But there was, like, just sort of, again, those moments, like, Miami, they're just a fucking, like, a mummy, a zombie, whatever. You think it's dead and it rises back up and comes to get you. So it was pretty crazy, pretty weird, but the triple-doubles for both Joker and Murray were sick, and Murray got his uh, final rebound right there towards the end where you're like, oh, I guess that's why he's still in the game. Uh, but 32-21-10 and 10 for Joker, 12-21 shooting. That three he hit, as I mentioned, right, it was in direct response to a three that Miami hit, and it was a fucking just such a nice ripper. as I was like, "Nah, it's sweet, that's very cute. You hit three, I hit three too, look. Mid-Giant Big Serbian. nah, just dropped three bombs on your head. He was a plus 15. He had a couple of blocks, but the 32, 21, and 10. I'll get to this in the uh, hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, NBA stereo proof performer of the night, but that was pretty good. 34, 10, and 10 for Jammer Jamal Murray as well. 12 or 22. That's the key thing for me. 12 or 22. He was only three or six from three. So many of those points. And the shots that he was, ma- he was making came in the paint, came in just came in off drive, smart, cuts, jumpers. He was absolutely on song with Jam and Jamal and absolutely nailed it. He had seven turnovers but there's a couple of moments where you're like hey uh, guys, if Jam and Jamal is going to get picked up at fucking half court and double teamed, uh, maybe have another ball handler somewhere vaguely fucking near him. What what are you doing? But he was still really, really good and as mentioned, like no one else really did much apart from Christian Brown. He had 15 points, he shot 7 of 8 and Aaron Air Gordon had 11 points 10 rebounds and 5 assists he was very very handy Uh, the Crash Brothers Notorious KCP and Michael Porter Jr. combined once more for a horrible showing from downtown with a combined 0 of 5 from 3 and 2 of 11 from the floor they were shit Michael Porter Jr. only played 21 minutes you might remember he played 42 in game 1 26 in game 2 21 today not great. KCP, not great either. Obviously, with Brown and uh, Brown. <laughs> Bruce Brown and Christian Brown are playing really well and Jeff Green giving them some quality minutes as well. They sort of went, ah, look, KCP, MPJ, we're fine, boys. We're going to let these guys get out there. They got us this far. Brown is absolutely on one. He's got 15 points. They crushed it from there. They didn't need to put him back in. And, look, 5 of 18 from downtown for the Nuggets. They took 80 shots in this game. They got to the line 27 times as well, Uh, but shot over 51%. And if you're going to go 5 of 18 from 3 and win a game, you're going to feel pretty good about it, right? 13 turnovers to 4. Miami only had 4 turnovers, but shot only 37% from the floor. Like, this was the likes of Struess and Vincent and uh, obviously Jimmy Butler. Bam as well, right? Like, they just weren't effective. They weren't efficient in the paint. They just couldn't get there. 28 for Butler, but it came on 11 of 24 shooting and one of four from three. If you're letting Jimmy Butler take four threes, you're feeling pretty good about it, all right? 22, 17, and three for Bam. You go, geez, that's pretty good. Yeah, but it came on seven of 21 from uh, the floor. Now, I'm no math magician, but seven of 21, that smacks a lot to me of 30%. And that's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and gave Vincent 2 of 10, Maxie Struce 1 of 7. They combined to go 2 of 10 com- uh, from downtown, the pair of them. Duncan Robinson had 3 6 from downtown. He had 9 points. Caleb Martin had his 10, but was kind of like not quite good enough to have like the empty sort of butler possessions where he's missing and not having that efficient scoring night. It's like, oof. I feel like maybe Caleb Martin could use a couple more of those shots instead of just four of nine for his 10 points. While Butler's going 11 to 24, pretty tough scenes. Uh, Kevin Love, six points, two rebounds. Oh, but geez, if you listen to the fucking broadcast, he's basically a hall of famer out there for them in his peak. Uh, but 37% shooting from Miami in this game just tells the story, right? Versus 51%. They went 11 to 35 from downtown. Not great. Not great. Uh, but really, it's the fact that the five starters were basically played to a standstill by two Nuggets. And so anything that got Nuggets got on top of that was all bonus. So 109, 94. And the other thing that sort of stood out to me was the rebounding. The Nuggets really just went, oh, yes, that's right. We are really big. 58 rebounds to 33 I mean, that happens when the other team only shoots 37% and goes 34 of 92. But at the same time, like having Gordon out there, having Michael Porter Jr., like even if MPJ was shit, he still had seven rebounds. Uh, Gordon had 10, 21 for Joker, 10 for Murray. Like it's just a really good, oh yeah, we're big. Let's fucking use our size. And that's exactly what happened. So you love to see that. You love to see the size, like on the perimeter as well, really just. Finally, I think I talked about this maybe in yesterday's preview show, right? Just The sheer size on the perimeter of MPJ, of KCP, of Jam and Jamal Murray, and of Aaron Air gordon Just being able to throw those dudes at Butler and just go, all right, Jim, have a crack, mate. And he's like, "Ah, oh, this sucks. <laughs> but also being able to cover Bam way more effectively in this game and just like those push shots in the paint, just that little bit short, a little bit long, just here and there. He just never felt settled. And Vincent and Co., when faced with that sort of size on the uh, perimeter and just the Nuggets defenders just sticking to their men just that little bit better. And you're like, yeah, it's fucking hard to shoot over a dude when he's a foot taller than you. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, you know? So there you go. Big Buddha Carl Larry at the 9, 3, and 5 as well. He was pretty handy at times, but it's just one of those like, uh, yeah, he old. Oh, he old, old. Anyway, let's do an NBA australia proof performance of the stay. night. Stay... Whoa, stay off the weed. Stay Please. off the weed. I mean, I might have to after that performance. Jesus. Anyway, NBA australia Pro performer of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, I don't know. It might go to the two blokes, so triple-doubles and the one bloke who became the first player in NBA Finals history to have a 30-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist, triple-double in the finals. I mean, not bad, not bad. He's also had, what, three of the five 30-20-10 playoff games ever. He's done it twice already this playoffs. But uh, just absolute chaotic vibes. This is like, what, 30? I think my favorite thing was the fact that the starters for the Heat combined for 66, 25, and 12. Jokic and Murray combined for 66, 31, and 20. <laughs> that is just... Come on, man. Like, what is going on with that one? That was uh, pretty tough, if you're a Heat fan, just to go, Moop, oh, well, pretty good. But, yeah, the first Euro to each have a triple-double in an NBA Finals game, pretty good. First Euro in NBA history to have a you know 30-point triple-double uh, in a game, so pretty cool. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Seriously, the first teammates in NBA history to each have a thirty-point triple-double in a game, and they do it during the finals. That is unbelievable. And Yoka was just like, no, I don't get us. Just that. Yeah, I just want to get back the horses. Make sure horses okay. Yes, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So. The first teammates ever to have a triple-double in an NBA Finals game, but to be the first ones to ever have a 30-point triple-double, like Jesus Christ, absolutely amazing vibes. Uh, Can also throw in there for Jam Jamal Murray. He was absolutely like the dude who kept them above water early on with the 20 points in the first half, just really kept them in it when there were moments where it's like, oh, God, what is happening? Michael Porter Jr. is fucking just horrible from the corner threes. KCP is just like way off. And you're like, dude. And Jam Jamal Murray was just always there. Whether like for a weird little putback layup or just cutting through, just throwing in nice little like foul line jumpers and shit like that. I really enjoyed like the diversity of his game today. Like it wasn't just like, hey, watch me hit like six threes, bro. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. You're a good three point shot. Nah, this was his full range. It was unfucking real. Great job. But seriously, come on. Like, what a pair of fucking teammates. 34-10-10 and 10 for Murray. 32-21-10 and 10 for uh, the Nikola Jokic. The Joker, yes. Hello. 12-22 for Jammer Jamal. 12-21 from Joker. To do it, to have the numbers, but to also be that efficient is fucking psycho. And you'll love to see it was spud of the night though? Spud, 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 spud. spud. It is the spud of the night. I mean I called them the Crash Brothers but they're more the Spud Brothers as opposed to the Splash Brothers in the moment aren't they? MPJ and KCP the Spud Brothers a uh, combined 50 uh, 49 minutes uh, for 8 points. Great job gentlemen, great job. Luckily your duo superstar duo carried the fucking water there one of seven for mpj O of two from three just horrible one of four for kcp O of three from downtown just yeah uh but the flip side as well the spud brothers for the heat vincent and streus you're at home boys you can hit a shot three of 17 yeesh sure that was also uh Michael Porter Jr.'s shooting stats across games 1 and 2, but that's what Vincent and Struce hit today. 2 of 10 for Vincent, 1 of 7 for Struce 1 of 6 from 3 for Vincent, and 1 of 4 from Struce They at least combined for 10 points, which last time I checked is more than 8, which is what MPJ and KCP had, but still, spuds. Spuds as far as the eye can see. What is this? Ireland? Anyway, tough scene, but the spud brothers showing up big time. Who's on, mate? No, mates! Old mate, no mates. 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 mate, no Who's got no mates today? Uh, I mean, Chris Haynes getting got by Shams and Woj going, uh, yeah, that was cute, bro, how uh, you reported something that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, it felt very much like, all right, let the big dogs play now. Come on, piss off, Chris. Fuck off. Enjoy Yahoo Sports and fucking TNT, bro. And Shams and Woj just go, yeah, look, this is actually what's going on, you fucking numbnuts. Bang, he's not being waved. They're talking out shit. Uh, but then Chris Haynes, like, old mate, no mating himself, just everyone going, oh, this guy is just, like, fucking up, isn't he? The Mavs were trying to trade for LeBron. The dude couldn't be traded, like, because of his contract with the re-upping of it, right, with the uh, extension. So it seems like he just made that up. Or basically just reporting what clutch. We're just like, oh, yeah, like the Mavs are probably going to try to trade for LeBron as well. So report that, report that, Chris. And Chris is like, okay, okay, without thinking, hang on a second. That seems a bit fucky, considering he couldn't be traded. Anyway. Uh, and the other one, the old mate, no mates, is a bit Aaron Gordon versus the refs. He got to the line four times today. It felt very much like the refs were like, yeah, Aaron, air, Gordon, we don't want to see you shooting free throws either because it is a fucking horror show, mate. So we're just not going to let. You go there and not call any fouls on the Heat when they go at you. Like the Heat got called for a bunch of ticky-tack fouls here and there in this game too, right? There was like moments where they were just tagging Vincent with a couple of fouls back-to-back, and you're like, all oh, right. And then meanwhile, Jem DeMar Murray is like fucking elbowing dudes in their head. But, you know, Bam goes in the paint, gets touched, they call a foul. Aaron A. Gordon's getting fucking mugged under the rim, not getting any fouls. It felt very much like, ah, ah, whatever, <laughs> the refs. Had a bit of a Barry Crocker shocker. I feel in this one, like it didn't really impact the outcome. I feel that much beyond like the Murray elbow to the head. I think it was a Vincent Um, not getting like reviewed and shit was a bit strange. But like, yeah, Aaronia Gordon just couldn't buy like a call for a big chunk of this game. It felt like, but either way, uh, pantsing of the night. Oh, I mean. The Zion thing's a bit of a pantsing, isn't it? Quite literally, because it's a porn star talking about how you guys were fucking last week when your girlfriend's like, hey, we're pregnant, look at this, it's a nice cute photo, and Zion's like, a, oh, fuck, i oh, have fuck this one, haven't I? Um, but also, a bit of a self-pantsing by the porn star lady. Uh, I let you spit in my mouth last week when we fucked. You could have told me you had another whore pregnant. How is that going to work, moving us both to New Orleans? You think I would have found out. Uh, It's a bit of a self pantsing like, I mean, the spitting in your mouth, if that's what you're into, fine. Another whore? I feel like you're telling on yourself a little bit. (laughs) Jesus. But the one that just, the could of, just, it's could have, you could have told us, could of, no, just, and also just used of, There's, there's a thing called, like, just a comma, just, I don't know. You think I wouldn't have found out? I would have found... Oh, my God. Look, I don't want to generalise about porn stars, but seemingly, at least in this case, writing, grammar, that sort of stuff, not a strong point. Anyway, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros? Be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. Coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Christian fucking Brown. Woo! What a game by the Brownatron That was the Christian Brown takeover. What a fucking game. He gave them so much more than Michael Porter Jr. did, to the point where, well, and uh, the notorious KCP, where obviously Michael Malone was like, all right, we'll just. Fucking play Bruce and Christian and just go hammer and tongs. Uh The 7 of 8 shooting, not bloody bad. 1 on 1 at the line, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 15 points. But it was his activity, it was his energy. Where you're like, Jesus, the back cuts, the fucking drop-offs, the athleticism, he's flying in for shit. Like, he was also going to be a bit of a panting until we went, well, you know, the Zion news. Um, <laughs> but 15 points, 4 rebounds, an assist and a steal, Today, Christian Brown, better than Lonzo Ball, who's, uh, you know, never done that in a finals game. Or a playoff game, because he's never made it to the playoffs. Uh, I still feel bad about this. So send in your suggestions for better than Lonzo Ball and what, how we're going to rename it. Better than Ben Simmons is the easy one. It's Again, it feels like a bit like punching down. Better than Bags, Marvin Bagley perhaps. Better than Markel Fultz. I don't know, whatever you feel like. Let us know. Uh, finally, a bit of a legend of the week. Dickhead of the week. Actually, legend of the week because Udonis Haslam just became the oldest player in NBA Finals history. That was cute. He did take a shot. They're like, yeah, and you're like, oh, that was, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> that was, that was well off. All right, let's do some NARS after this. This is Cam Glidden This is Anthony Drimmick This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kaddy This is Darryl McDonald Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood Yo, what's going on? This is Illy This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wortho and you're listening to NBA Australia You're listening to NBA Australia And you're listening to NBA Australia And you're listening to NBA Australia you're listening to NBA Australia And you're listening to NBA Australia you're listening to NBA Australia right, there you go, let's do some MNRs, brought to you by the NBA Australia shop, get your merch, get your merch, people, get your merch, get your merch, wear it, get your merch, 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 Uh, go to nbaaustralia.com slash shop or click on the nice pretty photos on the socials, buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt, I am wearing one of the hoodies right now, it is very comfy and uh, I I might have to get a bigger one. Cause I'm a fat bastard at the moment. Jeez. Anyway, let's do some yeahnas. Nah, o is MPJ such a liability on D. Yeah, nah. Yes. Like Michael Porter Jr. gave them a little bit of something, something there at times when they was matched up against like the smaller guys, and it made it a lot tougher for them to shoot over the top of him. He gave you more than he gave you in game two, though. But God, there was like just watch Michael Porter Jr. Like he should hopefully turn around in game four, but like. The further that game went, there was a moment uh, in the third quarter, though, where Aaron Air, gordon and MPJ were just, like, under the basket, just schooling Miami. And it happened, like, for two or three possessions where you're like, oh, shit, that's right, Denver figured out we're fucking way bigger than these dudes. They outscored them 29-20 in the third quarter and just fucked them up, right? That's where they win the game. And you watch Michael Porter Jr.'s just, like, body language at times, though. He's, like, not hitting a shot... He's like missing out on a rebound because Joker's just grabbed it in front of him. And he just goes, oh, I want to be better. And you're like, dude, head on a swivel, play defense, get involved in the game, and you might be all right. Jeez, he was breaking my heart. Uh, So, yeah, it makes it pretty tough to look at the game four and go, so uh, do you trust Michael Porter Jr., Jim? I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, he was pretty – had some tough possessions. I don't know if he was a liability in this game. That's the thing. Yeah, nah, nah. But, wow, he could do so much better, you know? That's kind of where I'm going to land. Can Miami bounce back in game four? Yeah, nah, yeah, they can because they can muddy it up. We saw it at times in this game, right, where if they hit a couple of shots, they get on one of those classic Miami rolls. It's like, ah oh, you guys thought you were up by, like, 17. It's now nine, and now fuck you. <laughs> That's what they do, right? And then suddenly they're up, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? We had like two minutes of bad basketball and the heat of winning. Uh, but without Vincent and Strews hitting threes in this one, it's always going to be tough, and that's got to be like Denver's focus from here on out. So, look, Miami can bounce back, but will they? Yeah, nah. I mean, my pick is still Nugs in five, so nah. Uh, is this the game to get on Jimmy Butler, though, for kind of what you're looking at? I mean, 28-2-4. and four. The 28... It felt like at times we were like, uh, Jimmy is trying to be Jimmy Butler. And it's weird because he's not really doing a giant amount of other Jimmy Butler things. So the 28 points and 24 shots, but the six free throws, just a couple of weird misses where you're like in and out. And you're like, ooh, Butler, it's a couple more of these. It is on for young and old. And... Uh, he missed them. So I'd expect like a much more well-rounded Butler game in game four, where it might only be like the 24 points, but he has, yeah, like the seven rebounds, eight rebounds, six assists, that sort of stuff, and shoots it a little bit better, but he only probably takes like 14 shots. That'd be my guess, where he has, like, they sort of flip the switch, uh flip the script, rather, of, oh, we turned Joker into a scorer. And that's kind of what I said Like, the Nuggets should try to do to Miami, and they kind of did. Like, I don't know if the Heat really want Jimmy Butler taking 24 shots and only scoring 28 points. So, to the untrained eye, you'd have to be a fucking moron to think that, though, apparently, if you ask Eric Spolstra. Uh, (laughs) Nice. What about the unpopular opinion of the day? Now, look at me, please. Look Look at me. 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 Nugs in five. Nuggs in five. I fucking told you that the old just heat hype was out of control. They played one fucking awesome quarter when they didn't miss a fucking shot. And everyone's like, Miami, you're going to do it. It's like, all right. Are they better than the Nuggets? Yeah. They've still got a puncher's chance, though. I'm just saying. They could easily come out and win game four just by playing a better game than they did today and uh i don't know just you'll see more adjustments from spoke that's just what he does whether or not it's like throwing martin in there against love just to see, or playing love like love only played 16 minutes today anyway right and he was a minus 10 which wasn't bad compared to the rest of the starters who were like minus 11 minus 20 minus 16 minus 11 but yeah don't know all right what about outback take takeouts? It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Two for one blooming onions. That's right. No pricking Australian knows what the fuck these things are. What are you saying? It's a deep fried onion made to look like a. F- what the fuck are you on about? Seriously, I have no idea what the fuck this is. A deep fried onion that looks like a flower. Blow it out your fucking ass, America. Only at Outback. And today's flame grilled take is. This was all part of Chris Paul's plan. As the head of the Players Association, he's like, right, I'm going to get a whole bunch of money when I can sign for that plus 36 age contract. But what I'll do is that I'll structure my deal so that I get my buyout. But then I can go wherever I want or just stick around with the Suns and we can re-up and get ourselves a couple of better players if I just opt out. Or I can just go fuck off and play with LeBron. That's right. Chris Paul is finally going to be a Laker. Finally spitting in David Stern's face like he was fucking Zion Williamson and that porn star lady. Only at Outback. This is Chris Paul opening up David Stern's casket or whatever and just humping the corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, I don't like it when you do that in front of me. All right, Adam. You have to watch, though. Oh, but I don't want to. Ah, uh, but you do a little bit, don't you? I guess. My creepy Adam Silver voice is coming along in leaps and bounds. All right, let's do a quick Andrew Gaze Grey Mamba Award for our Sending a in the Fiddle of Excellence. It's the first, and the- Andrew Gaze Grey Mumba! it up. Well, it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray becoming the first teammates ever to post a triple-double in an NBA Finals game and also to be the first teammates to ever have 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. That's pretty fucking good and pretty fucking excellent. (laughs) Simple as that. Unbelievable. That is so cool. Absolutely gnarly. Like, Joker was just like, that's cool. Game three win, 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. He becomes the first player to ever have a 30-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist, triple-double in a playoff game. Not bad. Good size. (laughs) That was sick. Like, it was such a good performance from both of them, right? They complement each other so well, but when... The Nuggets were struggling to get anything going offensively. Jamal's like, I got it. Don't worry. Those 20 points in the first half were so fucking good. And then Joker was just constant the entire time. Uh, Joker's also uh, the second player ever to average a triple-double in the playoffs while playing over 10 games. Uh, Jason Kidd did it by averaging the Jason Kidd triple-double, which is the old uh, 14, 10, and 10. Uh 6 7 uh, Joker's at 30, 12, and 10. <laughs> <laughs> Over 17 games, as opposed to kids 12 as well. So, not bad. Can play. They're pretty good. All right, let's do a uh, Game Day Baller, Game Day Twitter check-in with the Paddy Mills. Or you can just go check out Jock's Twitter, because it's basically just him shitting on Mikael Bridges, which is always pretty fun. Uh, Any one of our boys do this? I'm making my picture on all platforms for a year. Uh, basically, that's him shitting on Michael Bridges. Michael Bridges getting posted at FIBA. <laughs> Mikhail Bridges says, even your tweets piss me off. Jock Landau, do I look like a give a damn stupid? <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh, fires me up. Fucking love Jock Landau. It's going to be so good watching these goddamn FIBA World Cup games. Anyway, uh, let's do a game preview for game four. Game preview. Game preview. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Yeah, not bad. Uh, cruising along at the moment, but it was good to get another pick right. Uh, so where does that leave us for these playoff playoffs? Uh, one of one. That gets us up to 39 of 76. fucking told you we'd be way above 50-odd 55%. We're getting there. Just going to nail these next couple. Uh, Right, so for game four, 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 four. On Saturday morning, 10.30, what are you going to be doing Saturday? Nothing. Three-and-a-half-point favorites. Ah, your Denver Nuggets. Kind of love it. Absolute backs-to-the-wall, must-win game for the Miami Heat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, is it a must-win game, Jim? They're only down 2-1. Yeah. I think I think every finals game is a must-win game. Basically. <laughs> it's just how I operate. Uh, I think the Nuggets win this one as well, though. I think this is a fascinating setup. Minus 3.5. I've got a feeling this one will be a bit closer, though, so I'm pretty tempted to go the Miami plus 3.5, but there's that sort of vibe of Miami... Do construct good games when sort of faced with that adversity. You saw it in game two. They're like, oh shit, we're going to go down 2-0. We can't have that happen. Fucking bang, off they go. So they could turn this around. And I'm pretty, like, I don't mind getting the three and a half for Miami. uh, But we might see Denver just like eking out a win um, by a couple of points. The three, I mean, it was a three point. Uh, margin in Game 2, you might remember. Miami won by that. I just think Denver are still too good. I think they're a better team. I think that's where we're at. So I will take Denver minus 3.5. I think they get the back-to-back wins in Miami. And I feel like I might end up talking myself into the Miami Heat plus 3.5 just because... If Denver win it, it might come in, like, you know, a random, oh, shit, it's 98, 96 sort of game. Uh, The over-under is 210.5. That is... uh, These... Well, so far, these finals have gone under, over, under. So... I feel we will see a bit more of a game similar to game two where Miami hit some shots, but also Denver probably match it with them. And I feel like in that case, the Nugs win it by the more than three and a half. So I think I'll go Denver minus three and a half and I'd probably go the over 210.5 in this case where Miami hit some more shots in this one. It's a bit more of a high scoring affair because you think about that third quarter for Miami where it's just like, oof, the second quarter, oof. To have 24-24 in the first half of Miami, if they give you a little bit of like basically anything in that third quarter, uh, this game probably goes over today, game three. So I feel like Denver, minus three and a half, the over 210.5. That'll probably even drop lower, I reckon, as we get closer on Saturday. But I'm going to stick with Denver. I'm going to do it. And if I change my mind, I will tweet that out. I will have an article up on CodeBet about this game tomorrow which would be fun. I do enjoy writing my game previews. And uh, yeah, I feel like in game four, this is the Jimmy Butler game where you go, all right, seven plus assists, seven plus rebounds for butts. And you look at Caleb Martin to have sort of that 12 plus game where he hits like maybe two or three threes, maybe Vincent over two plus, maybe Struess two plus as well. But you figure if it's going to be a high scoring affair and it goes a little bit more back and forth, because Martin will probably want to have to do that. They want to hit some more threes. They hit 11 today, but it was just not quite the sheer volume that they wanted it probably to be at of actually hitting it, right? They what go at 50% clip in game two, basically. This one's 31%. They want to hit a couple more of those. Martin goes 2 of 5, 1 of 6 for Vincent, 1 of 4 for Struis. I think you might see a little bit more out of both Vincent and Struis on the three front and maybe a couple more for Martin. So I'd probably look at t- Martin for 12-plus points, Vincent and Strews for two-plus threes each. And on the flip side for Denver, is this where you turn around and go, all right, this is where Michael Porter Jr. and Notorious KCP actually hit some shots? 0 of 5 today. These are a pair of dead-eye three-point shooters. Is it the defense Miami playing on them? Maybe. But seriously, Michael Porter Jr. has missed some fucking wide-open threes I'd be tempted again to go 2-plus for KCP and 2-plus for Michael Porter Jr. as well. Joker, I think we might see a little bit of a downturn as his other dudes in terms of scoring, so probably around that 25-point mark, probably another 14-plus rebounds, probably another 10-plus assists as well. Jamj Murray is on a fucking tear at the moment, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he sort of keeps up that 25-plus point scoring rate He's had three straight games where he's gone for 10 assists as well. So, as uh, I think Steve Kerr said, he's the point, point of the spear. So, I feel like MPJ and KCP give you a little bit more in-game for Joker. Just sort of spreads the love even more and has like the 12-plus assists. Jam Jamal Murray, probably around 25 points. And the bench maybe hits a couple of shots as well. Bruce Brown gets over that five-point mark today. Probably gets it up to about eight. Christian Brown probably drops back down to about six. But I think the Nuggets just hold on for a pretty close win, but they win it by, like, the three-and-a-half-point line, they probably win it by, like, four would be my guess, maybe more. And I feel like a final score of about, let's say, 110-106. Yeah, good stuff. Either way, game four, I think the Nuggets win. I think it's going to be absolutely chaotic. I think it's going to be awesome. I think Miami will throw absolutely everything at them. And this be my, might be one of the games where you see Denver having to actually claw and scratch their way back into a game where Miami are absolutely flying and Denver are the ones doing a little bit of the chasing. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> but as I said, I think in the preview, uh, the live stream that we did, Denver, oh, Denver aren't a great road team. Yeah, as we're seeing with Miami, though, you can't fucking take much of the regular season into account, right? Miami, uh, what, lost? They've now lost three straight games at home. Denver have now won three straight on the road. They won in Phoenix to close out that game. Uh, they won the two in LA. Now they've won another one. Oh, fuck, that's four. Jeez. Not bad, bro. Not bad. Uh, on the road, they just keep crushing it. So, just saying, what do you want to read into it? I want to read that Denver can keep that rolling. <laughs> and there you go. All right, so there is the game four prediction. Nuggets to win this one. What did I say? 110 106? And cover that line, cover the over. And we see the Nuggets go up 3 1 going back to Denver for game five. And there you go. That's it for today. That'll be it. Uh, we won't have a show tomorrow. We'll just pop back on after the game on Saturday, though. So you'll have a game four rap show on Saturday. So, yeah. Old mate Jim just working on the weekends. Old mate will be stoked. <laughs> anyway, that's it for today. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Straight on Twitter. Face the IG all over the socials. You know that. NFL Stray with myself and Gaz. Go subscribe to that. Subscribe to Code Bet Daily if you're into betting because that's a good show. I host that too. Uh, what else? NBASTro.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt help a brother out uh, click through on the socials for that as well uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app iTunes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Stitcher iHeartRadio, radio whatever whatever app you, you like Android lunatics use if you can rate and review it it does help out comments whatever uh, big thanks always go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song and house hats as well as Joshua DeLaRentis fascinated Goldmines, mines ramshackle army Iowa I green 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 and dozers they're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show so smash them all A band camp triple J and earth facey Apple music Spotify whatever However, you follow your bands, listen to your tunes. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. And that is it. We'll close out with a... We'll track a cooking with Bainsey on the end. How's that sound? Sweet as. Uh, So unless anything like nothing fucking absolutely chaotic, crazy happens tomorrow, then we'll uh, talk to you on Saturday then, you dickheads. How good's that? Saturdays with Jim. All right, look after yourselves, would you? We'll catch you then. Later, Hosen. Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a socially distanced live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainesy with your host Aaron Bangers (laughs) ha! G'day. G'day, yeah, <laughs> oh look at you all there, all nice and separated, oh I love having a live audience back, this is bloody great isn't it, oh there's Cheryl, hello Cheryl, look at you, oh too happy to be here, oh that's bloody great, anyway yes, welcome back to Cooking with Bainsey, I'm your host Aaron Bangers Bainsey, uh, just recuperating from falling and stuff and everything but still out here chefing for you and that's what we're here for in this here episode. I've been learning some new cooking techniques, and this one is an absolute bloody ripper. I'll tell you what, because today we are going to whip up one of my absolute favorites. It is an absolute delicacy no matter where you go in the world. You can have whenever. That iconic classic. It's good for brekkie lunch, dinner, midnight snack. That's right. It's steak. That's right. Bloody steak. That's right. I love me steaks. I'll tell you what. And you can follow along with my cooking method because it's easy as made. It definitely helps keep up this physique, if you know what I mean. Protein, baby! There you go. So, it is bloody simple, isn't it? All you gotta do is go down to your butcher. His name's probably Vasily. Ask him to go, look, Vasily, give me two bloody steaks. And you go, what? What type of steak? And he's like, doesn't matter. Just whatever tickles your fancy Vasily. None of that wag you bullshit nonsense. Just give me two good looking steaks. Two good Bloody steaks. Now, make sure you've got a barbie. Some oil and some salt and pepper. And that's it. Fire up your barbie. Get it nice and hot. There you go. Ooh, ooh, there you go. A yeah, bit of oil. bit of oil. Yeah. Then season your steaks ever so lightly with a bit of salt and pepper. Just a bit of a pinch. There you go. And then grab your steak. Bang it on. Now, don't fucking touch it. None is. Leave it alone. Don't fucking fiddle with it. Just sit back. Grab a tin, and three and a half minutes later, flip that fucker over. There you go. Oop, there you go. Hey. Now, leave it alone again. Don't fucking touch it. You heard me. You fuck, don't touch it. Simple as three and a half more minutes, and look at that. There you bloody go. Look at this one. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get stuck. Oh, but you can't. you got to let it rest for five minutes. Let it sit there. Let it hang out. And that'll be perfectly moodium if you want it. You can go rare if you want. You can go hardcore if you want. But either way, that, my friends, is Bob's, your fucking uncle, isn't it? Look at it. It's an absolute ripper of a brekkie lunch or dinner. Fucking good old steak. Ah, oh, it's just bloody delicious. Oh, and look, I'm just going to get stuck with this one now. I eh? will. <laughs> that all did sit in the Sheila's. Don't you worry about that. Oh, if you know how to cook a steak... You're a long way ahead in life, that's all I know. And if you want to get fancy, have some veggies with it if you want. I love a bit of potato salad. Whip that up. I think we've done one before, so go check that out. It's fucking unreal. All right, how easy was that? Get stuck into it. Do it at home yourselves on your own barbie. You'll bloody love it. Learn how to cook a steak, and everybody will bloody respect you. All right, tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with... Bonesy!